Rod. I went to Arizona State. Rod. I'm a Sun Devil, man. State of the Sun Devils from Arizona Sports with Jesse Morrison, Jeremy Schnell, and Jake Anderson. Hello and welcome here into another edition of State of the Sun Devils alongside Jesse Morrison and Jake Anderson. I'm Jeremy Schnell. Jesse, I never understood why your name is first in our intro. What, what's going on there? I think at the time I just told them that. Yeah, my told- last name starts with an A. The second letter in my name starts with an A. Yeah, Alphabetically, I, I should definitely be honestly, first. Honestly, yeah. And then J-E-R-J-E-R-E-M-R. Okay, so Jesse. No, then my name. Q-R-S. You win the first name battle. Morrison Schnell, he got you in the last name battle. That's a problem. Well, next time we make a new intro, which will be never because I like our intro a lot, and thank you to Don who made it. We also don't make them. And JB, obviously. The three of us do not do anything. (laughs) Yes, thank you to the guys who put in a lot of hard work and time. (laughs) But, Yeah. Yeah. Uh, We've a new intro today later on in the show. Oh, good spoiler. All for right. a segment. A spoiler alert. Um, th- we have a basketball team, a men's basketball team here. And they're kind of good. Like, they're 10-1, Jesse. Did you expect this going into the season? <laughs> thought they would be a pretty good team. Right. I think I said they were a fringe tournament team in our basketball preview. Now they're nine wins away from the tournament. Like, th- you have to get to 19, really. Like... Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I, I think you've got to get to 19 with some quality wins in there, which Creighton is looking like it's not a quality win because they just keep losing. They'll turn it around. Eh, maybe. They, they also, and Michigan. They're also in the Big East now. Michigan looks like a, I don't know, kind of win. So we'll see. They don't have any quad one wins yet, Jeremy. You know, that's coming up. Though. Yeah. It's coming up with U of A. What, not for San Francisco? They're a tournament That's team. not a quad one win. But they're, they're a tournament team usually. Yeah, but it's not a quad one win. They're 8-3. <laughs> and three, It's not a quad one win. I think this team can win the Pac-12. I do. Jake? Can they win the Pac-12? They can. And no one's going to want to hear what I'm about to say, but there's a team down south. Mm, come on. Don't say that. It's their conference right now, man. No. Like, yes, I understand it if we're looking at actual records and how everything, but I, I, I'm, I cannot wait till we're at this New Year's Eve game between yeah. these two, and we can gauge how far ASU has come and potentially how f- much further they need to go. Can they compete with the best of the best? Also, I'm not going to put too much stock into that game because ASU usually plays very well against U of A at home. Then you usually. should, because if you don't, then what does that tell you? Well, yeah, I agree with Jake. If you usually do something and then you don't do it, what would that tell you? So uh, that's why I'm really looking forward to this. Like, it, it's... It's the best team, in my opinion. U of A is the best team in the, in the pack. You're at home. Granted, we've talked about how it kind of sucks that it's on winter break, so some kids may be home who don't live in Arizona. But you can get DFA as packed as possible. It's going to have both sets of fans, right? We know that. We've been to these mm-hmm. games before. Mm-hmm. I just want to see good basketball. I don't want to see a game in which ASU is shooting 100 threes. Not literally, but just shooting three after three, <laughs> and they're not going in, and and their only way of trying to get back into the game is by the three. Yeah. That is, I would much rather see them continue to pass the ball the way they have been, getting those team assist numbers up, and then defensively they've been fantastic. We're so, going to talk more about this U of A game uh, next week as well. We'll preview it as we get closer to New Year's Eve. Jesse. Yeah, with big U of A guy, Kellen Olson. <laughs> big U of A guy. Yeah. Big, maybe huge. We haven't asked him if he's a huge U of A guy or just a big U like of A Kevin guy. Like Kevin is a huge. Kevin is a huge. Yeah. U of A guy. That's Kevin Zimmerman, our lead editor. Kellen is the uh, Suns reporter here, so check out their podcast, uh, Empire of the Suns. But anyway, um, 
Yes, I uh, I do like this team a lot. Um, I agree with Jake that I don't want them to fall in love with the three once we get to that game. I know it's two games ahead. You know, I I I think that teams overly fall in love with getting to the rim and shooting threes. You just got to find what's open. That's kind of my philosophy when in college basketball specifically. Though, and yeah, you just whatever is the open shot and the best shot, take that. That so like that, you've seen the mid range jumper kind of uh, make its way out of the NBA game, but in college basketball, if that's open, they're taking it. Yes. So like whatever is open, I want this team to take. I don't want them to hold out for three pointers like they have in the past. That's seen them go one for twelve in the first half in three pointers, or something along those lines. So we'll we'll see what happens. Uh, I I've liked a lot of uh, Bobby's coaching adjustments this year. Specifically, late into the second half, um, last game that they played against Creighton, uh, he, he they came out. Creighton came out firing in that second half, and then ASU was able to storm back and and hold Creighton off at the end of that game. But uh, Bobby's t- late second half adjustments have been really good, and I'm yeah, I, I've been very impressed, especially about the defense on this team as well. They are closing out games, which we haven't always seen this team do. Uh, for example, the Pac-12 tournament last year when people thought maybe this team was so hot that they could run the table and then they blew a big lead at the end there and lost that one. Um, but as far as this team goes, um, obviously one game at a time. Uh, so they've got a 6-5 and five San Diego team and an 8-3 and three San Francisco team. San Francisco, always pretty a pretty good program as of late. What's their name? The Dons? The Dons. Yep, yeah. the Dons. So yeah, they, they got to take care of... They had a really good player last year, if I can remember. Yeah, they, they have... They they need to take care of those two games. They can't let any of those games be trap games with U of A coming up on New Year's Eve. But my observations about this team just overall have been that they're moving the ball a lot better than I've seen any Bobby Hurley team team move the ball correct they're doing a great they're doing a great sometimes job sometimes too many passes yes, honestly. yeah and which i love it, out it of a bobby Bouye, team. it was booyah that they yep had last yep year. he was good yeah um so <laughs> love me some booyah yeah it rhymes, so, it, it's it's very close to booyah and you know yeah Stuart scott booyah. exactly yeah so yeah booyah. But, there you go. but this team um they're very good defensively they move the ball very well only only thing that they need to work on, in my opinion, is actually making the shots. Yes. Um, so they'll, they'll get open shots and sometimes miss, and that's that's not good. Uh, and then free throws again. Like they've been okay, but mm-hmm. at times that there's like a one for two. But college basketball is so hit yeah, or miss exactly. On that. But they got to work on it. Like I don't I don't care that college basketball in general is not good at shooting free throws they people need to work on shooting free throws there's there's not enough of an emphasis on making free throws it's a wide open shot that you get like you've got you've got to work on that so it's free those two exactly those two things that this team needs to work on big time and uh i'm sorry to interrupt jesse this team's doing it without marcus bagley right now i was about to say that yeah like what obviously we haven't seen 100% 100% Marcus Bagley since his freshman year, at the beginning of his freshman year. Um, but if we got anything close to that, this team could even be, I mean... Do we think we're going to see him, though? No. I mean, we really have no idea what's going on I don't. behind that you know, that curtain, that right. team locker room. So, Go ahead, Jesse. Play the sound. 
what what uh, here's what Bobby Hurley had to say about it. Um, this was right after the Stanford game uh, when Bobby Hurley was asked about Marcus Bagley not being with the team. Um, at, the, at this point, um, Marcus uh, has stepped away, and, and uh, we're going to support him. And, um, and at the moment, that's that's all I'm going to say. So, so. Uh, literally, just nothing there, right? Yeah, like, pretty much. He, he didn't give us much of an answer, but I mean, do they need him? They would like him. They would like to have him, but they've shown that they don't need him. I think that's where the issue between like a fan and then the coach comes really at at the at the butthead point just because a coach is going he's going to want to have his system we I mean Kenny Dillingham literally sat in this seat and talked about how quarterback success comes from systems and how quarterbacks with those traits should be able to and I think it's kind of the same thing to where I just don't know if Marcus really whatever for whatever reason does what Bobby wants him to do and just from the the, the f- few minutes he's played this season, really. To me, it seems like Bobby likes the ball movement better with Bagley off the floor because the ball kind of does come to a stop with the ball in his hands. But that's also because he's such a gifted player. Yeah. And I think Bobby just kind of wants the ball constantly moving, never wants the ball. Never, sorry, let me frame. He doesn't want to play iso ball, matchup iso ball, which is kind of what we see a lot in the NBA. Mm-hmm. I mean, it happens, though, toward the end of the shot clock in college basketball where we see... Yep. If a guy doesn't get open in this ASU offense, they end up doing ISO ball no matter what. I think what you're referring to is at the beginning of the shot clock. That's, once it gets to exactly, him. yeah, the, yeah. It, it, the offense Bobby wants to run does not go first when Bagley's on the floor. It becomes how does Marcus, the most offensively gifted player. Help the team score, and Des Cambridge is making a run for that at this point in the season too. It is no, he, he's been fantastic. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, I, yeah. like you said at the beginning of the season, dude. Like this team's not the seventh best, or would that make it sixth? Or I can't do math, but <laughs> the second, uh, the bottom barrel of Pac-12. This no. is clearly not a a bottom half no, Pac-12 three, team. Four exactly. Team in the Pac-12 so three. and I and I kept saying that 2020 team that was ranked 3rd that we never got to see play in the tournament or the Pac-12 tournament. I'm hoping this team can get back to that point and we can kind of see what 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 can Bobby do with his players and his team when he has success. It's just yeah. guys like Devin Cambridge remind me so much of Zylan Cheatham in the way that he plays. I I love the way Devin Cambridge plays. Yes. He's just an exciting player. He defensive go, style. Yeah, he goes in for for big slams that get the place rocking. Um, reminds me so much of Zylan, like I'm saying. Yeah, like, but he's technically a guard. Um, yeah, but so, like he, he's a big guy. Yeah, like for he's, sure, he's able to guard those bigs down low as for well. Sure. Um, and I I love Warren Washington as well. I think he's, oh, yeah. he's a great player. Um, and then the bench I think has been been, has been a little underrated with Duke Brennan and Austin Nunez and, um, and Jemiah Neal as well. Neal, um, yeah. But going back to Bagley. Um, I think that you know when when they their first two games of the season with him playing, it was uh, Tarleton State and then Northern Arizona, and Tarleton State was a bad win in my opinion. Like it was not a clean Correct. win. It, the, the team on offense looked like it had a lot a long way to go, and then the next game they took it to Northern Arizona in the first half, and then NAU looked a lot better in the second half. And so, yeah, I mean, the the games other than the Texas Southern loss that I've been the least impressed with this team have been the games that Marcus Bagley have played. 
or has played. Um, and so I'm just not that. I mean, the Northern Arizona game they played very well. In that yeah, game. exactly. But it was in the first half mostly, and then the what? second half, and he he had 12 points. And- yeah, I'm I'm just saying I'm just saying that I I I think that I'm not necessarily sure that they are better with him on the floor than off the floor. So that. I think that they might be a more cohesive team with him off the floor. Here's what's interesting. When you get to tournament time, right, we've seen time and time again, if you have a primary ball handler that can make some crazy stuff go on, he can he can save you in a tournament, keep you going. Like a team like ASU, no one's gonna say, Oh, they're going to the sweet sixteen. Like that's but, they, but that's what I think we, they are. I think that's what they have in Des Cambridge, though. Is it? I think so. Yeah, it I, seems I like it. And maybe he can DJ make a horn. I mean, Des can make a shot on any given. Like he can make something happen. But I'm talking about and like Austin Nunez I'm, as well. I'm ta- but I'm talking about an, another level. Like, like Remy Martin, right? Just won the Natty at Kansas last yeah. year. He was that type of player for ASU. He get the ball, could create his own shot, could create for others. But it, he wasn't at that level that can take you. You know, you know what I'm trying I mean, to say? He kind of like, did at times for Kansas in the tournament. But he didn't. Like, he would take over part, portions of games. Frankie Collins can do Frank, yeah, stuff I, like that, I, too. I just don't know if Bagley... I, personally, I haven't seen enough of the new guys play basketball enough to know, whereas I've seen Bagley you know, play. Yeah. I've seen Bagley play enough over the last three years to where I know what the best version of him is. Yeah. I, 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 I don't, don't feel like I have. I feel like I've wanted to see more. Like I, I but don't like his. He's uh, specifically his freshman year, like yeah. the first four or something games. However, yeah, I mean, many he played. looked good. I just, you know, I'm just. I would love to see him back and being a big contributor to this team. I would do. I would as well. I just don't think it will, because yeah, how coaches tend to work. Once once you remove a guy, it's very hard to get. So like the first back in, the first know? three games of Brett Bagley's career, sixteen points, and. Uh, yeah, he had 16 points in the first game, 10 points in the second game, uh, 21 points in the third game. Yeah. And then, you know, five, he had 5, 11, 11, and then he had an outbreak uh, against Oregon State late late in the year for 19, and then it was kind of, you know. Yeah, I mean, he's a good player. I'm just, you know, I, I, I would like to see him back and contributing in a team way because he has a lot of skills that can help this team. Agreed. But I'm not sure that he's going to necessarily dictate the success of this team. Like I think that they might be a Sweet 16 team with him or without him. I think they could. Sweet 16 is not that hard to get to. For ASU it is. Yeah, but if this team is like top... Ever? But it's different. Like it's, it, it, it's Have not we ever th- gone that far? But it's the, it's not the same team like as last... It's no, not no, like- no, no, no. I understand that, but like... For Jesse to be like Sweet Sixteen, just like that, when the school's never done it, yeah. But that, that you know, what I'm saying like, why it makes sense, but the but, team's good, yeah. Like I don't really, like they have the pieces. Like I don't really care about the past because that's like it. It it's like if saying that you know the uh, the some NFL team isn't going to make the Super Bowl because they never have before when they have the most talented roster. Like if ASU's a four seed or if something, ASU does not have the most talented roster in. Yeah, but in they might have conference. the most. They might I mean, have the most talent. They might. They might. UVA's got NBA players. Correct. I think ASU has NBA ASU players. ASU has probably two NBA players. Yeah. How many does U of A have? Three, four. They just lost three. Correct. But this year, how many do you think they have? Two, three, four, maybe. 
I don't, I don't know how much how much of a difference it is. So, so I mean, I don't know if I don't know. We're if, getting into semantics here. I don't know if Curry's an NBA player. That that ju- that beast center that they have is going to be in the league one day. Um, but think about Yalo. it. But and I, then, but think about it. If you're in college basketball, sometimes that doesn't matter. Like think think about teams that have gotten to the na- like uh, that one National Player of the Year awards. Like Luca Garza, one National Player of the Year. He's not doing well in the NBA right now. You got players like Frank Kaminsky, who's a role player in the NBA at best right now. He won National Player of the Year, made it to a Final Four as well. ASU's last Sweet 16 appearance was in 1995. They've made the Elite Eight three times. The last time they made the Elite Eight was 1975. So great point. Since we've been alive, ASU basketball has not made a Sweet 16. Sure. So I'm saying to get back there that easily and just expect... like you got you got to work your ass off for it. Yeah, but... They, have, you, they do have the talent. You can't expect it, is what I'm saying. A team that has never done something or hasn't done something in 30 years should not expect to do it. You should make it your goal, but yeah. it should not be an expectation. And there's a difference between expectations and goals. I think I, I'm just saying they could get there yeah. with the talent they have. I don't know. We can go back and re-listen to us. You phrased it as if it's it should happen and it should be expected. Well, okay. And to, I, I, and to me, a sweet you sixteen. Did, you did say it's easy to make a sweet sixteen. A sweet sixteen birds. <laughs> no, I said it was not that hard. I'm pretty sure I said it was not that hard. Okay, but but the bottom line is, even when ASU had James Harden, they couldn't do this. Yeah, but James Harden. I, I, I'm not going to go there. I don't want to make Sun Devil Nation mad. <laughs> you know, because this is my point. He's and, not and, the best clutch performer. I'll just say that. This is my point with all of this to bring up is just is just the the. The mindset of a fan and your expectations to to disappointment ratio is the same thing with when I I've been doing this with the, U, the USA and the World Cup. If Messi and Ronaldo haven't won a World Cup, what the hell makes you think the United States is going to win the next one? <laughs> what what do all those other countries have that we don't have, or vice versa that we can like? You know what I'm saying? Like, like care about soccer Mbappe more. just made it back to the World Cup because he's great. But he also has a ridiculous team, even even injured. He has a ridi- like they're very injured. But again, yeah. and then to to. <laughs> put this on an ASU, you know, spectrum or scale, like, I just think it's a little asinine to be like, yeah, it's not that hard to make a Sweet 16 when we've never seen this team do that in our entire lives. Well, weren't you, like, four months old? In 1995, if they would have made it, yeah. Three months, probably. So, so you know, so, you know, Jeremy, Jake, Jake totally saw it. He was dialed in. Well, I was living at Wazoo at the time. Yeah, he was, he was uh, dialed in. All right. Uh, he was dialed into the Pac-10 at, by, at birth. Two more games. Yes, then. it was the Pac-10 back then. Technically, I was. It was close to still being the Pac-8 at the time. Not that close. <laughs> it was like 20 years removed. Come on. Jake's not that old. Two more games of non-conference play. Uh, we talked about the San Francisco game, but uh, they have San Diego at home this Sunday, and then they go to San Francisco and play on Wednesday. Big crowd. Come on. Big crowds. I gotta say, bring in the big crowd on Sunday. What you don't you you don't think uh, the that ASU's fans are gonna want to watch uh, the Broncos and and the Cardinals instead? No, <laughs> Cardinals are four I mean, and nine. I mean, we're not even talking about the largest sporting event on the entire planet on Sunday. Well, there's that, but they don't have. Well, that, at the it's same not time. that's not yeah. even close to the uh, the same. They don't the have same it at time. the same time at all. Five p.m. for ASU and. 8 a.m. for the World Cup. Exactly. 
which I will be watching. Are you guys proud of me, soccer fans, Jeremy and Jake, to get off on a tangent? Yeah. I'm going to get up at 8 a.m. on Sunday morning to watch the World Cup. I'll be awake. Transfer portal. Football. Things are happening, Jesse. That's that's what you're that that's your that's your setup for me. Yeah, you're just gonna leave. You just left me on an island, Jeremy. Well, things are happening. Exactly. Do you want me to just go through every player that's transferred? Uh, no. I haven't updated the incoming transfers as of the start of us recording, and yes, there has been another one since then. Jake has articles. Read them on ArizonaSports.com. <laughs> okay. Fun fact: Jesse found out they existed. Before no, the no, show I knew I knew that there was the transfer the, the the departure list. I didn't know about the other two ASU trans the players in the transfer portal. Let's, All right. let's let, I'll read the list. Go ahead. Okay, uh, Isaiah Johnson, corner, B.J. Green, defensive lineman, uh, Emory Jones, quarterback. How we long? It, how, how long has that tab been up? Because B.J. Green is no longer in the transfer portal, my I friend. Just took. I just. I just. So he's back at ASU. Yep. Nice. I just opened it up, Jake. Well, I refreshed it, and it still says uh, BJ Green. So. I didn't press update on my computer on my desk. Mm. See, there you go. There you go, Jake. Ben Scott, center. Cam Johnson, wide receiver. Not the Cam Johnson that plays for the Suns. Yeah, we've been over this. Um, Eddie Chapleski, very sad. He's good going to pronunciation, USC. Jeremy. Way to go. <laughs> He's going to USC. That's not good. Uh, long snapper. Is this the guy? Yeah, this is the guy that got a targeting penalty. <sighs> John Furlaman. Yeah, I think you added a syllable there, but we'll we'll just we'll just keep going. Uh, long snapper Gage King. We had two long snappers. They, I think they had three. <laughs> you got to find a long snapper. Got got to show up the position. Here are the two of the big ones: Joe Moore and Ladarius Henderson is going to Michigan. Yeah, Jace Feely, son of Jay Feely. Uh, Omar Norman Lott, defensive tackle, also a big loss. Running back Daniel Engato, who is in line to be the starter next year. Yep. Uh, Paul Tyson. Think he'll go back to Bama, Jesse? No. <laughs> so so I think this is hilarious that we we had this whole... We basically had three weeks worth of shows in the summer debating which quarterback would start for Arizona State. Emory Jones or Trenton... I mean, or Paul Tyson. And it ended up being Trenton Borgay who was the best quarterback on the team. And the guy so. you picked finished third string. Exactly. Ooh. So it was it was a it was a that was a tough also Anthony Cooper was on that list. He has since taken his name out of the portal mm-hmm. as well. Okay. And the Markham brothers, but we knew that. Yeah, the Markham brothers, I was just about to say that. They are Well the Markham brothers are still in the portal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but they've been in the portal. Yeah. But what I said was Anthony Cooper took his name out. Anyway. Got it, got yeah. it. Yes. Correct, I was about correct. to say the Markham brothers are leaving. But we don't know where to. Uh, incoming ASU. Transfers. You don't want to. You don't want to like go over who's the biggest loss or whatever. I already said. We we went. Over, I said Ladarius Henderson, Joe Moore, Omar Norman Lott, uh is a big loss, and I mean, I think Ingata's the biggest loss there. So they haven't shirt up the running back position. This quite is yet. me speculating. This is not me reporting. This is me speculating. The Sac State running back. No. So. <laughs> Jalen Conyers tweeted something that said it looked like he was going to, it just said, big announcement coming. And then there was a quote tweet from Kenny Dillingham, and it was a bunch of sad faces. And it was like, crap, Conyers is leaving. Next day he announces that he's coming back. Uh, BJ Green, who led the team in sacks as a true freshman with five in 2021, did the same exact thing today. He he actually entered the, said he entered the transfer portal, deleted that tweet. He said he had a big announcement coming today. 
and then he said that he's coming back. So, Daniel Nagata posted on Twitter today, going to be a lot of free burritos in Tempe next year with a picture of Burrito Express. Which makes me think... That's his NIL deal. That's an NIL thing. Well, you're not going to have that if you're leaving here. And then, hold on, Elijah Badger, he had a tweet when he didn't make the um, all-conference teams. And Kenny Dillingham quote-tweeted that, was saying like, well, let's do it again in 12 months kind of thing. And it's like, so is Badger coming back? Badger quote-tweeted... Um, Nagata's tweet today about Burrito Express with that like salute, like a military salute emoji. And then Nagata responded with just a handshake emoji. All this is on my Twitter if you want to see it <laughs> at JWA1994. It's a lot of speculation. I mean, I, I mean came I'm, back? I'm saying just it, it's a lot of steps and things that the, are happening. The, you know, back in the day, you didn't have to just decipher emojis, but continue, Jake. I'm good. You're good. Uh, do you have any more information? I do. I'm Continue. I'm good. <laughs> okay. okay. Uh, uh, players coming to ASU next year. Wide receiver. Oh, um, Melquan Stovall. Did I get it? <laughs> I'm sure you did, Jeremy. He was at Nevada and Colorado State. This is his third school. A lot of players that Yay. went to three schools nowadays. <laughs> uh, wide receiver, Jake Smith. Jake, he's got your name. He went to my high school. No way. You guys, uh, you guys ever meet? Yep. Hey, Mike. Did, this is a very deep reference, but hey, Mike. Did you guys are the same? You guys have the same name and went to the same high school. Did you guys ever meet? USC, he went to USC and Texas. He's very good. Um, I'm excited for him to to get some reps with uh, Trenton Borgay or this next guy, quarterback Jacob Conover. You missed Tate Romney. I'm gonna go pack. I was trying to. Any relation to Mitt? Tate Romney, outside yes. linebacker. Really? Okay. They they are related, huh? Yep. Both uh, Jacob uh, Conover and Tate Romney went to BYU. Uh, DeCarlos Brooks and uh, Slater Zellers. There you both, go. You got your long snapper. Yeah. Also went to Notre Dame prep. Wow. Look at this. Look at this. All of Jake's friends are coming back. That's that's <laughs> one of my best friends. Little bro- uh, Not little brothers. Cousins. That's um, cool. We should get him on the show. Which one? Park, your, your best friend your, Parker. Parker played nose tackle at Arizona. Well, I we, we're in an ASU podcast, so I'm, I'm going to say uh, say that the brother here. So it's Zeller, his, it's his cousin. I mean, so I, I thought you said Zellers, brother. I'm sorry, cousin. It's his, it's his little cousin, Zell, the long snapper Zellers. Yeah, let's let's have a long snapper on. He's got a video, or actually, I don't know if it's him. I think it's the other long snapper, Cal. They literally unscrewed a bottle of yeah. water w- with the football by snapping. I think oh, the long that. snappers are so good. Yeah. It's so it's so cool. Unless they're getting targeting penalties. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, DeCarlos Brooks, running back, went to Cal. Um, he's coming here now. Uh, Josh Carlson, we got our punter, Jesse, Yep, from New Mexico State, uh, linebacker, Crew Jackson from Kansas State, and uh, this is a big one, uh, Tristan Monday from Wisconsin, he's coming back, he went to Saguaro, right, Jake? So everyone you just named, except for McQuan Stovall, and then the latest, which is Aaron Frost, other than those two, everyone else is from the Valley. Jake, you've done a little bit more studying than we have on this. Who of these guys are going to be like actually big impact players and who just transferred here? Uh, Tristan Monday will. Slater Zellers will. 
Jake Smith will. Yeah. Um, I'm interested to see if Conover ends up playing over Broguet because Conover was in the Elite 11. So yeah. So, like, he didn't make, like, the final, final round. He got cut just before that. Mm. But you look at some of the names that were in there, like, you've heard of them all. They're yeah. either, the, like, you know, it's it's like they, they're, they're playing a big-time program if they haven't already, you know, I, I can't remember who all the biggest names were in there, but it was like, you've, you've heard of all these guys, so the kid can play. And, and because all these BYU transfers, these guys are older. Yeah. A lot of these guys, kids went on their missions already. Mm-hmm. So, like, they're... Uh, like a year or two older than their year. It's always plus hard. plus the COVID year doesn't count, yep. right? So like we're we're in, we're in the we're in an era of college football right now, probably until like twenty twenty five, that uh, we're we're gonna have kids who are like up to twenty five years old. And Conover went on his mission in Paraguay. Just like that up on the BYU. Cool, website. Jeremy. Thanks. <laughs> I I'll have to ask no, him they, how they, it was. They usually do go yeah. to like Paraguay. South America is oh, yeah. usually the biggest one. Yeah, That's I'll cool. have to ask him how that was. Uh, but g- good fact, I guess. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to. Uh, I wanted to say about Conover. I know you said he was in Elite Eleven, but that also gives me flashbacks to uh, um, Blake, Blake Barnett. Blake Barnett. Three years of eligibility. That's great. Which I also think Blake Barnett had maybe two. <laughs> <laughs> well, he played at South Florida for two more years after. So I correct. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He had three more years of eligibility. So the similarities are there, but. You know, if if he does what he's supposed to do, and if if he unleashes that talent, he'll probably win the job. But I, I think we might be looking at another quarterback competition, don't you think, Jake? Probably, um, maybe the same way we had a quarterback competition this past season. They'll tell us that, but internally they know. Because I think <laughs> as a head coach coming in, you don't want to just strip the job from Trenton. Yeah, but at the same time, I think Trenton understands how he got that role, and so it's, I think he understands like, hey, like if you're going to beat this kid out, you're, you're going to have to do it. But I obviously Conover has the right. confidence to to leave BYU and come here for a new coach, new coordinator. So I I don't think Borgay will be the starter, but I, from a so that's that's from that's, a face. I, I don't think they're going to say that, but I don't yeah. think Borgay will be the starter. That's, you, you don't think he will? Yeah. And, but do you think he'll start like the first game of the season? Do you no, think there'll like, be I, like a benching? I think it'll be a quarterback battle. He loses okay. in, in fall. Interesting. Because sure. Conover's here in spring. Yep. So they'll see us so much during spring ball, and we won't get a summer edition quarterback like we did this last year. I was going to say, so you wrote after the U of A game that it was Trenton's job to lose, basically. At the, yeah, at that point. So now that you've I seen a guy, I, that, I didn't know. I didn't anticipate the head coaching hire and transfer portal to be going this well right now for ASU. Correct. Like, like yes, a new coach and that would have brought in new players, right? And it just kind of like you ripped the bandaid off of the old regime. The new regime is here, but like you kept a guano, which I. Freaking love because you can recruit <laughs> yeah. in state better than anybody else. You literally have brought on Shap, Sawaro, and Chandler's head coaches who have won 14 state titles in the last 15, well, in that 15 year span. Mm-hmm. I was just about to talk about that. If you want to go over the coaching changes after we discuss, yeah, yeah, we can we can segue with that. But they've done everything that they have to basically say like this is going to be our state. We've proven we have players all over the country. Yeah, yeah. there was a dude with the last name. Excuse me. 
His last name's Ringo. I'm blanking on his first Keely. name. Keely Ringo. There you go. Went to Georgia, had the national championship, game winning interception. Went to Saguaro. But no one. But look how good this kid is. I know there's that's that's just one. But if you can get Deuce Robinson from Pinnacle, <laughs> that is the domino for the next one. The dude, the, what is it, 2023 to 2024, the number one quarterback in that class is from Arizona. Mm-hmm. I mean, we got to fight. We have the players, and we've gotten one of the best quarterbacks before. We we got we got um a, a Jaden Daniels when he was a like it's it, you, we can get these guys. So yeah, I, yeah I, sure. I don't see why not. I don't see why uh, and with this coaching staff that that couldn't happen. And I wanted to bring this up that based off of what U of A got and men's basketball yesterday, as far as sanctions go, which wasn't really sanctions. Um, it was like the school had to pay a $5,000 fine. A major university had to pay a $5,000 fine. After allegedly paying DeAndre Ayton a lot more than that. Exactly. <laughs> a lot. That's not a lot of money. And then you, you got Sean Miller, the coach at the time, didn't even get punished. And then they lost like one scholarship for the next year. All right. What's your point? I'm they just saying al- They that- also had self-imposed. <laughs> Correct. But. Questions. But. If the NCAA comes down like that on Arizona State or whatever, if they're using that like IARP thing, if they come down with that, then recruits are still going to want to come here because there's not going to be like any sort of real punishment that goes down. So it took two years. So from ASU's perspective, that puts us at next year. During the season? After the season? Yeah. Yeah, So uh, this year especially, like, seems like it's going to be a normal season. Hopefully. Hopefully they make a bowl. I would love yeah. that. Uh, this happened yesterday. Brian McGinn's uh, director of football operations at Colorado for uh, about a decade. He's coming to ASU. McGinnis. And, and he, he's taking, yeah, that's my fault. <laughs> and he's taking over as the as the director of football ops. So the same position that he held at Colorado. We got a tech coach. Uh, that's another inside joke. A t- t- very t- inside <laughs> coach. Inside joke, Jeremy. Uh, I didn't even get it. That's how inside it is, guys. Yeah, let's 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 not go that inside, Jeremy. There's probably going to be like one person that listens to this that gets that. If that much. It's going to be me and you. Yeah, um, exactly. Jason Jason Mons is our tight ends coach. Um, he was at Saguaro. Um, uh, Saga Tui Tuatele Tuatele. He's our new offensive line coach. Um, he was at. Fresno. Yeah, that's right. Fresno, Fresno State. State. Yep. Um, cornerbacks coach Brian Carrington. Um, he was a recruiting coordinator at TCU. I which love is that. Huge. I huge. love that because Texas, number one, he was in Texas. And number two, they're, TCU, yeah, they're in the playoff. They're, they're, they're playing good. the Fiesta Bowl. Rashad Samples, wide receiver uh, coach and pass game coordinator. Um, he's the running backs coach with the Rams. I also love this because. The Rams went all in last year. Yes, exactly. And this means that you know he'll want to go all in maybe at ASU. <laughs> but, but also he he was McVeigh. He was in the same room as McVeigh. Exactly. And if you're in the same room as McVeigh, you get a job. Exactly. I like it. I like it. AJ Cooper, linebackers coach. He was on the Washington State staff. Love it. Uh, Brian Ward, defensive coordinator. Uh, Ward was. Also at Washington State, he's going to be there Love for their it. bowl game as well, and before he comes here, and then 
We talked about this last week with Kenny Dillingham, Bo Baldwin. He's going to be the offensive coordinator. Uh, he's at Cal Poly right now, but he's coming uh, in just a little bit. So that'll be fun. Um, but they did have a 4-21 and record when he was there. So Yeah, I don't know. I don't know about that one. But the one that I really like is Brian Ward here because or both both of the assistants coming from Washington State because Washington State's defense last year was nuts like they were I mean, they one were, of them's a DC yeah they yeah that's what I'm saying like that's gonna be that's gonna be huge for this defense I, I see a drastically changed defense this season and from ASU to your point Jake here's Charlie Ragel the head coach at Chaparral former Recruiting coordinator at U of A, too. And now he's the assistant head coach, special teams coordinator, and defense assi- of, of assistant. Defensive assistant? Yeah, that's how it said. Uh, Vince Amy, defensive line. He was at Idaho State. Uh, hopefully we get some more defensive linemen out of the portal for him to coach because a lot of the defensive line on this team has entered the portal. Well, BJ Green's back. Correct. So, um, there's some guy named Sean Aguano. Ever heard of him, Jake? Who? He is back as the running backs coach. I'm so pumped about that. Yeah, I'm so happy. I'm also <laughs> pumped about Joe Connolly staying around because I think he does an excellent job yep. as, as the uh, strength and conditioning coach. For those who haven't seen what Joe looks like, <laughs> he, does he look like a strength and conditioning coach? Like, <laughs> so he's the, he's the kind of guy that tucks his cotton shirt into his shorts, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Which is fine because you don't. No one has the gall to go up to the guy and say anything to him because he's. Dude, he's enormous. <laughs> like, he'll pick you up with one hand and break you in half. Like, yeah. he, he's a dude where it's like you see all the coaches and you're like, mm, that's the strength and conditioning coach. <laughs> so I did, a, uh, I did a one-on-one interview with him. Um, and Yeah, a little bit. Um, but yeah, I did a one-on-one interview with him uh, about becoming a father. He became a father um, kind of later than a lot of people do. Uh, and it was kind of a, it was a great story. But anyway, uh, he he was talking about his daughter and I was like, so when are you going to get her in the weight room? And he was like, he said something along the lines of, you know, I, as, as soon as I can or something like that. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, he, he's all about, you know, strength and conditioning and, and, you know, former players that I've talked to as well, you know, say that his workouts are just insane and they're tough. And so I like that. And I, you know, I think that you got, you got it. The weight room, like a lot of football starts in the weight room. So besides the, those few things that you brought up, Jake, the head coaches around the Valley uh, now at ASU from high school coaching to now ASU and obviously Iguano being retained, what other things stand out to you with the coaching staff, if any? I think the biggest with Dillingham is like just speaking to him, the energy he has, right? And... Not that Iguano doesn't have that, but you can feel it. I mean, right? Because we've all talked to them face to face in in one room, and we and it's, it's 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 palpable. You can feel the energy. That when it comes to a young kid, because I remember hearing stories that these kids didn't know that Herm played, <laughs> and it's like I, I think there's a giant age gap between them, right? But it was like, how do you not know Herm? Played in the league, that should be the first thing you go off of. Herm is a reason why teams do a certain thing at the end of the game because that's why Herm is why people take knees because he turned he returned that fumble at the end of a game yeah, the miracle the game. of the Meadowlands yeah. and to me it, it kind of astounds me that <laughs> for whatever reason some of these kids didn't relate to that that he played in the league they that, loved him as a father figure but it, didn't it, really think about exactly you know, him as a 
So I, I'm I'm loving how it's kind of a complete reversal because I mean even not that Todd Graham was old, but before that, I mean Erickson wasn't a young guy no. when he was a coach here either. So to take now one of the youngest coaches, the youngest coach in the Power Five, if I'm not mistaken, correct? To relate to kids, he's been coaching, right? He's been coaching mm-hmm. for 15 years. Yep. And I think he can relate to the kids. He can say, hey. I was at Auburn. I was at Oregon. I was at Florida State. I was at Premier Programs. Memphis. Memphis. I know what I was doing. I know what I'm doing. And he can show that track record of his success in college and from a recruiting standpoint as well. I think that's really going to help. Again, we're not in those rooms. We're not in having these conversations. We don't know what they're actually pitching to these kids. Mm-hmm. But I'm loving hearing how he's doing it. And I think the, it, do you want to be here or get out? Yeah. Kind of way, which I love. Yeah. You you, you got to be all in, or we don't want you here. And we saw that uh, Deion Sanders did the same type of thing. Mm-hmm. Do you want to be here? Do you want to compete? If you don't, get out. And um, were you pointing at me because of my like fans rant? You said that you wanted someone coming here to be all in. I believe, I believe that was the Rams. Yeah, it was the uh, Rams coach. Yeah, yeah, he was all in. Yeah, <laughs> correct, correct. Yep, yep. I said that uh, like and, ten minutes ago. And, uh, real quick, because we're we're being kind of long winded on this, but um, yeah, we, I want to get to our new intro. <laughs> we saw when we had Kenny Dillingham here in studio, Jake, how he was just able to remember a thing that we said eight minutes prior, and like after we were done recording, he was able to bring it up to you. So I think being able to listen as as a coach and listen to these kids and then bring it up like a couple days later even and like ask them, like, how's your family doing? I heard about this, blah, blah, blah. I think that'll go a long way, being able to relate to them as well. Dude, I don't know how these guys do this, recruiting. In terms of like this being a job, I'm exhausted trying to keep up with who's still on the team, who's off the team, (laughs) who's leaving. I'm I'm going on fake, you know, tangents of is this guy staying because of this emoji he tweeted. (laughs) But when he told us that he felt like he was going on 47, no, I believe him. (laughs) Like, like they like it's amazing how many kids they've gotten to come, how many kids they've convinced not to leave. And you've had to have attacked. He's only been the coach for what two weeks, three weeks at the most. Yeah, like it, it's an exciting time. I again, I, I want to pump the brakes and use the Matt rule. Like his three years at Baylor, he went one and eleven in year one. Yeah, he went to the Sugar Bowl in year three. Mm-hmm. So even if next year sucks, it doesn't mean it's not working. Yeah, but I, I think this, you know, that was a little pre-transfer portal era. Oh, it's a completely different ballgame so now. So I, I think this team has a chance to at least six plus wins next year. But it's interesting because, like, Colorado, I don't expect Colorado to be kind of an easy win anymore. No. Nope. Like, Coach Colorado's going to be a legit team. That could be in the playoff next year. Um, I don't know about that. Uh, uh, let's, Shadur let's, Sanders let's, is let's, very good. Let's, uh, as Jake said, pump the brakes. <laughs> um, which apparently you're not supposed to do anymore. We uh, have advanced our brake technology on our tires, so you mm. actually can just hit them. Oh, interesting. Can you but, ride the brakes, or is that still not good? Guys, we're 40 minutes in. Um, we're gonna- I, I want to know the answer. <laughs> Jake seems to know this stuff. I want to well, ask you. I'm, well, I'm, I'm curious, Jeremy. It's time for KD or KD, the part of the show where Jeremy reads tweets and Jake and Jesse have to decide if it's Kenny Dillingham or Kevin Durant. All right. 
You heard what our friend Eric Ruby said. You can go listen to the Cardinals Corner wherever you get your podcast. He does a great job at covering the Arizona Cardinals, who are not doing well. But hey, uh, you can listen to him and Tyler Drake talk about it. It's exciting. Exactly. <laughs> All right. First one. Ready, boys? Yep. I really like this girl from Arizona, and she told me, I'm going through some stuff. I had to laugh at that one. Is this like a, we go first? Is it like a hit the buzzer? <laughs> no, Jake, you go first. You guess first, I'll and I'll let you guys know. I'm going to go Dillingham, because he went to ASU. Maybe he's referring to U of A. I'm going to say KD. I think you're. I think you're trying to trick me. This one was Kevin Durant. Yes, she was going through some stuff. I thought it said he was going through some stuff. No, the girl told him that she was going through some stuff. What now, year is this? This and- was from 2011. <laughs> <laughs> Hope it worked out for them. I don't think it did though. Oregon is handling business right now. This gotta be Dillingham, no? Can we get dates with these tweets? No, it really gives context though no, where I'm they not were. Giving you, I'm not giving. You I'm going Dillingham. I'm going to go Dillingham too. Kevin Durant. What? <laughs> Perfect. We both lost. <laughs> All right, so one to nothing lead for me after two. <laughs> All right, next. Uh, go Thunder, baby. Hmm. Why would Dillingham tweet that? Maybe he was a big hater of the big three. Miami Heat. The baby is not a KD word. <laughs> That's what's throwing me off. I'm going Dillingham. I'm going to also say Dillingham. Yeah, t- Kenny Dillingham. The from- baby gives it away. <laughs> KD would never say that. <laughs> Kenny Dillingham in 2018 was sitting, looks like second or third row, at an Oklahoma City Thunder versus Washington Wizards game. Oh, Gozart. <laughs> LeBron versus Steph, and he puts the eyeball emoji. Hmm. Jake. Well, being the last time that happened, KD was on the team. I'm gonna go with Kenny, because I don't see why KD would tweet that. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna say Kenny as well. Yeah, Kenny Dillingham. He also he put the GIF of Matumbo hitting a cereal box away from a kid and blocking him. So I'm guessing he's saying that. LeBron blocked Steph in this scenario. Big gift guy, Kenny Dillingham. Who was the block by James by? Or who was he blocked? Who did he block? Uh, Iguodala. Yeah, Yeah, it was Iguodala. Is that it, Jeremy? Uh, There's two more. Okay. But I guess we'll... What's the score right now? But one not, though. It is three to two, me over Jake. Okay. Same thing. Not hating on the Cowboys, but Megatron is out there doing what he wants. Can I go first on this one? Yes. Uh, Kevin Durant, because he's a Washington fan. What is the tweet again? Not hating on the Cowboys, but Megatron is out there doing what he wants. Hashtag easy money Megatron. Just because I had to catch up, Dillingham. It's Kevin Durant. You guys want to do the last one for fun? For, sure. For, I won, though. For three points. No. <laughs> I won. <laughs> Saw this from James Jones. Should be the NBA executive of the of the year, but this is pure gold. What he looks for in a player. And it's a video of James Jones talking about what he looks for in a player. 
I feel like we would have done a story on that if Katie tweeted that. So I'm going to go with Dillingham. Jake makes a good point, but I feel like we did this on Wolf and Luke. <laughs> so I might be tricking myself, but I'm going to say Kevin Durant. It was Dillingham. Okay, so, <laughs> so we're tied then. No, no I no. win four to Jesse three. Jesse won four to three. Technically yeah. three, two, because we both got some wrong. But whatever. So how many did I have? One, two, three, four, oh. five, six. I only have six. So that's KD or KD. Um, Jesse, there's also... That, that was a lot of fun, first of all. And second of all, Jesse, there's a lot of news happening around ASU. Uh, let's do some rapid-fire Arizona State Athletics uh, news. All right. One of my favorite segments. Um, so, so, Sonia... Tomasovich and ASU mutually parted ways. Uh, she was the head coach of the volleyball team at ASU uh, for six seasons. They were seventy-four and one hundred four overall, thirteen and nineteen this season. So, I mean, I thought that this might be an inevitable conclusion. Um, team just doesn't seem to be getting over the hump. Uh, wrestling is two and zero after a nineteen to seventeen win over then number three Mizzou on November seventeenth. They've been doing some like individual stuff, but their overall record is two and zero. So they look good again. Hockey is nine and ten. Uh, they don't play again until uh, until December thirtieth. And men's swimming is four and one. Women's swimming is zero and six. Both of those teams are off until mid to late January. And then the women's basketball team. They've been uh, struggling a little bit, Jeremy. Um, they lost three games in a row, and uh, they got Prairie View A and M on uh, Saturday at two o'clock. So it's got to be a win. Yeah, I think it. I think it does. And then they got U of A next time after that on 29th on Thursday. So it is quite the. Quite the stretch there for the uh, men's and women's basketball teams. And then also, um, just wanted to say that uh, rest in peace to uh, Mike Leach, because, you know, he was just a great figure in college football. Obviously, he was the coach at Washington State for eight seasons. Had some great battles with Arizona State. Um, and I was at one of those in 2019, and it was it was a fantastic game. Um, ASU ended up coming out with that one but yeah i mean just great figure um hilarious dude uh gonna gonna be missed died too young and then charles harris uh the former arizona state athletic director who was an who was the ad when asu hired the second winningest coach in sun devil football history bruce snyder who took them to the rose bowl and uh, following the 1996 season so and he was the first uh, black athletic director in Pac-10 history. So RIP to those two figures in um, Pac-12 and ASU uh, college, his, football. college football history. So, I mean, yes, yeah, it's a tough, 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 uh, tough weekend. Yeah. I also lost Grant Wall as well, who's a yeah. great journalist. College basketball writer for a while in addition to his soccer coverage. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for that, Jesse. Appreciate you going over all of those things, and especially we spent send our thoughts and prayers to all three of those families. Mm-hmm. Well, that's going to do it for this edition of State of the Sun Devils, presented by Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Thank you so much for joining us. You can find us on Twitter at AZ Sports Devils, 
and on Twitter as well, at AZ Sports. You can check out all of Jake's articles on ArizonaSports.com. For Jake Anderson and Jesse Morrison, I'm Jeremy Schnell. Have a great rest of your week.